0: Yeah, chase. The money in the way. What they got to say? I thought it up and fall down a depth in the way. Good evening ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and welcome to Ep Season 1, Episode 14. K. Willing to say, hey, I'm your host, Kendrick Williams, and we're back and we're better than ever today. i like to discuss, you know, the latest uh banning in the NBA. Uh, i like to discuss, you know, the next NBA team of a preview of the 30 NBA teams before they start uh training camp, and I also like to talk some uh view basketball with you. So let's get started. Uh, first, I'd like to say the NBA, according to senior NBA writer Adrian Wojnarowski: The NBA has notified teams that it will not allow players to wear the ninja style headbands. You know the headbands that you know some NBA players, some of the more popular players like you know Jared Allen, Drew Holiday, LeBron uh, James, um, you know guys like that, uh, has issued you know a statement that they're aren't allowed to wear you know the what they're describing them as the ninja base ninja style headwear, you know, according to you know NBA Mike spokesman Mike Bass, you know who tells ESPN the head he says that the headwear hasn't been through the league approval process. Teams have raised concerns regarding safety and consistency of size and length. Um, you know Bass also went on to say when some players began wearing them last season, we didn't want to cause a distraction by intervening means mid-season. You know they didn't want to, you know, want the season to play out before they actually Went in and take action against this, you know. This cause, so you know the NBA notified teams and made at the head where would not be a part of this season's uniform. Um, like I said, they don't think it's professional. They don't think it's a, it's a good look, and they want, you know, the NBA season to be as professional as possible before these NBA players. So, really interesting. Um, take uh, my take on it. Um, yeah, it. It kind of does look unprofessional, but I mean, it's not to the point where it's distracting or anything like that. I mean, players wear, you know, sleeves, they wear different kind of shoes, you know, but what's a headband going to do? It it doesn't seem like it's, you know, gang affiliation. It's, it's an NBA headband, um, whether it's, or it's uh, Nike, Under Armour, Adidas. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but because the NBA is professional, on all levels. Um I guess I have no choice but to agree with the you know, the cause on the matter. So that's just my take on the situation and that's just we'll just have to stick with that. Um get into some FIBA World Cup scores, you know. Uh, into the second round of of the um FIBA World Cup play. First we had Greece defeating Czech Republic, eighty four to seventy seven led by, you know, Greece is led by Giannis and You know who helps to make his his you know his hopes of getting to the quarterfinals are over for uh, Greece. Despite the win, you know Giannis, you know fouling out in the game with five minutes and thirty-two seconds left. You know in Monday's game, as Greece prevailed over Czech Republic, you know they're able to pull out the big win without him. Uh, despite not qualifying for the quarterfinals, um, you know, however, this, since the margin of victory has a tiebreaker on implications. Greece will not be moving on uh, because, you know, Cheshire Republic held the tiebreaker over Greece, so they'll be moving on to the quarterfinals, and Greece's, you know, World Cup play is now over. It it needed to win by, you know, 12 or more points to surpass Czechs and the standings, which that wasn't the case, you know. Greece only went in the game by seven points in the big game of the second round. You know, the victory... Did not secure Greece a quarter spot, like I said, in the quarter spot, a spot in the quarterfinals for Team USA, you know, which in defeated Brazil to lock up the top seat in Group K. You know, they lost to on Monday. Uh, the Czechs have reached the quarterfinals and will face Australia on Wednesday, thanks to, you know, Team USA defeating Brazil. We're getting to that more in a second, you know. Uh, Yana, you know Giannis Antetokounmpo finished the game with twelve points, nine rebounds, four assists, three steals. Uh, not a great game, but pretty solid all around effort by you know the reigning Kia MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know when he was um supported by his brother Thanasis, who finished the game with eleven points and two rebounds. You know former Nick Memphis Grizzlies guard Nick Colladus with the top score for Greece. You know he finished the game with 27 points, on five and nine shooting from behind behind the yard, you know, six rebounds, six assists and three steals in the big win. Um on the check side, Thomas Setereski continues to have a um great fever run, you know, finishing the game with a a, a near triple double, 13 points, eight assists, nine rebounds, great all-around effort for the um the newly signed Chicago Bulls guard. Uh, moving on, we had Australia beating France 100-97. You know, France was able to escape the big win with some clutch free throws led by Matthew Della Vadova with a late, you know, he had a, a big effort, you know, with a late defensive stand by Patty Mills and sharp shooting Aaron Baines all game long. You know, Australia is, is still perfect in FIBA World Cup play. Della Vadova, you know, drew a foul on Rudy Gobert, you know, the star center for France and the Utah Jazz with less than 20 seconds to play, which led to Gobert fouling out. Della Vadova drove the lane with under five seconds to play and drew a foul on Vince Pryor, Um, who went one of two from the line with a 99-98 advantage on the next possession, you know, Francis Andrew Al threw a bad inbounds pass that was picked out by Spurs guard Patty Mills, who quickly passed to Mitch Creek. Creek was fouled on one last second. He went 1-3 from, from the line, and Australia was able to secure the win. The victory ensures that France will take on Team USA in the FIBA World Cup in the quarterfinals on Wednesday morning, um, while Australia will take on the Czech Republic. And both games will be held... Like I said on Wednesday, you know Bane's big bright spot for the uh, Phoenix Suns. He was you no know, great all night from three point range. He had a career. He's a career twenty eight percent three point shooter, but showed that he can you know stretch the floor. You know going five or six from three point range, only missing one in the contest, including a threat, a clutch three pointer with two fifty one left that gave Australia the ninety eighty nine lead. So a shooter not known for his outside range is able to you know. Really come through for this, you know, this uh France team. Uh, Australia, you know, was led by Patty Mills guard. Uh, Patty Mills with with thirty points on ten of eighteen shooting while Jazz for Joe Ingles, you know, he was solid the around, with twenty three points in the big win. And uh, on the France side, um, Orlando was. Uh, Lando, Magic Swingman, Evan Fourier had thirty-one points, six rebounds, four assists to lead the way. You know, former NBA player, Nando Dacola had twenty-six points off the bench. He was dominate, dominant in the big win for the um for France. Well, in the uh, even even though France was able to big pick up the win, um, and Evan Fourier added thirteen points. Next we had Team USA beating Brazil. 89 to 73. Team USA has been incredible. I believe they are now f- five and oh in FIBA World Cup play. Um they also clinched big not big um big game for the uh a big night for the um Team USA, who also clinched a spot in the twenty twenty Tokyo Olympics in the big win over Brazil, uh FIBA uh USA now moves on to the quarterfinals. In a berth, the Americans clinched with a, a Greece win over the Czech Republic early in the day as one of the four teams with 5-0 records through pool play. The Team USA will play France, who was 4-1 in the quarterfinals, and Dungua on Wednesday at 7 a.m. Eastern time. The winner of that game will go on to face the winner of Tuesday's game between 5-0 Argentina and 4-1 Serbia in the semifinals. The Chess Republic advanced and to the other half of the bracket via a point differential tiebreaker over over the three and two Brazil, and the three and two Greece, um, who's tied with now identical records. Brazil's run in the FIBA World Cup has come to an end, despite the big overall uh, three and two uh, finish in FIBA World Cup play. The U.S. teams. We solidified the quarterfinal bracket in which argentina will meet serbia and spain and will play poland on tuesday next we have uh, lithuania beating dominican republic 74 to 54. a very big 20-point win over the dominican republic lithuania ended its run in 2019 FIBA world cup play with a victory defeating uh dominican republic in fashion um they were led by grizzly center jonas balachunas we had a strong game all night long, finishing for double double nineteen points and ten rebounds in the big win. Um also he was led by uh supported by former New York Knicks forward Mendogas Kaminskis, who was solid uh in the big win, notching twelve points and four rebounds. Uh, although, you know, Dominican Republic wasn't able to pull out the win, um and did cut Lithuania's halftime lead to seven after trailing by, you know, as many as 14 points in the loss. It followed to finishes FIBA World Cup run at two and three. So, not a bad, not a, uh, a really bad performance by um, Dominican Republic. But they do have a chance to, you know, have a great regular season in the next couple of months. Um, moving on, we had Germany beating Canada 82-76. to You know, Germany pulled away from Canada in the fourth quarter to finish at the top of Group P in the standards at 3-2. and two. You know, Canada finishes FIBA World Cup run at 2-3 and three to cap off a disappointing showing at the FIBA tournament. Um, Germany was led by Dennis, uh, Oklahoma City's... Th- uh, Oklahoma City Thunder guard, Dennis shooter who had 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Uh, one assist shot of a triple-double to pace Germany's victory. Uh, Dallas Mavericks big man, Maxi Kebler, was solid in the victory. You know, added 12 points in three rounds. Canada was paced by Orlando Magic Center. Keane Birch, who had a near double-double with 15 points and 9 rebounds. And former Houston Rockets big man Kyle Wilcher, who had the eighteen points and five rebounds. Uh, last game of the day, we had New Zealand beating Turkey, in a nail biting one two, the one on one win. Um, New Zealand closed out its play in the twenty nineteen FIBA World Cup with a thrilling finish. Uh, Isaac Fotu nailed a two point two foot hook shot with thirty seconds left to push New Zealand over the top in the big win. Over Turkey. Uh the country finished three and two overall in FIBA World Cup play, including a two and no run in classification classification round. Uh for Turkey, uh they were led by Cleveland Cavaliers for city Osman, the um fourth year guy, fourth year guard. He, you know, finished the game with thirty two points on twelve twenty one shooting, six rebounds, four assists, three steals. So great all around performance by um the young the young forward uh they, he was uh supported by former Boston Celtics Center Samai Erdin, who had twelve points and two rebounds in the defeat for Turkey you know Turkey finishes FIBA World Cup play with a two and three overall record so not never a disappointing day to watch um watch and recap the uh FIBA World Cup play um we have two games going on tomorrow. For a FIBA World Cup play, we have Japan taking on. No, ooh, sorry. We have Argentina taking on Serbia and Spain taking on Poland. So I think. Um, I really like Argentina and the Serbia game. I think they're a team that could, you know, play with pace. They could hit the three ball really well. I think they're a team um, on the rise and I think. They're the team that moves on, um, uh, to the uh to the classification round, um, in the Spain Poland game. I I really like Spain. I think Marcus Saul. I think Ricky Rubio. I think that that um combination will be dominate in the big win uh over Poland, and I think that's that'll be the reason that they make it over the top. Uh but getting on to the uh last topic of the day. Um uh, we had the um uh, Chicago Bulls. So Chicago Bulls haven't made the playoffs since the uh 2016-17 season, where they lost in the first round in I believe six games to the Boston Celtics. Uh, you know that team was led by, you know, Roger Rondo, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade now retired from the uh Miami Heat. Uh Jimmy Butler moving on to the uh Miami Heat. Um who was a former member of the, member of the um Philadelphia Seventy Sixers for um uh, the second half of the 2018 twenty eighteen nineteen NBA season. Uh you have Ronja Rondo who's going he's returning to the Los Angeles Lakers on a uh one year deal. Uh Chicago Bulls, they, you know, have a lot of lot more questions than answers, but they did pick up a lot of um a lot of talent this offseason, you know. Some of their key losses include um Robin Lopez, you know, moves on to the Milwaukee Bucks, uh play with play with his um older brother Brooke Lopez, you know, who's re signed with the team. On a four year deal. Uh Robin Lopez averaged eleven points and four rebounds last year. Shot fifty four percent from the field and played in fifty sixty four games for this uh Chicago Bulls team. I think Robin Lopez is gonna be a big help to the Chicago to the uh Milwaukee Bucks and a big loss to the uh Chicago Bulls, you know, moving towards the future. Um but I really like where the Bulls are heading. I think um of course you know, they have to stay healthy. Um in the uh twenty seventeen eighteen uh NBA season, the trio of, you know, Zach Levine, Laurie Marketing, and Chris Dunn only played in twelve games together. You're you're talking not even a fourth of the entire NBA season, uh, the eighty two game NBA season. Um, not gonna have much success if you aren't able to stay healthy. And it also slows down a year of the development process, you know, because you want these young guys to make the leap. You want them, you know, to keep moving forward and get this team back to the NBA playoffs. Um, and then in the 2018-19 season, it wasn't any better. Laurie Marketing, you know, missed a total of 30 games. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. and Chandler Hutchinson missed 38 games. Uh, Denzel Valentine missed the entire season uh, after having ankle surgery um, a total of two hundred and ninety games missed, uh, in the twenty eighteen nineteen NBA season, dating back to last season. Um, like I said, not a lot of success if the injury bug continues to pile up. Um, I wouldn't I would say they're cursed, but they do need to get in better condition. And if the if the team, not even just from a competitive standpoint, if the team isn't healthy. They aren't going to compete for much, and that's going to be a big problem heading into the um, next season if they aren't able to stay healthy. Um, You know, they finished bottom of the league in scoring and transition, uh, 25th in defensive efficiency, allowing 113 points per game, Uh, finished 27th in scoring, um, a franchise record low in wins uh in losses i with 20 with 60 losses finished 22 and 60 good for 13th in the nba um uh, in the eastern conference which is the worst win total in the last two decades um not a lot of uh positives uh for those stats that i've just given um but there are some positives um one of them being Kobe White, you know, freshman guard who um, surpassed Michael Jordan's freshman record last season for those North Carolina Tar Heels. You know, averaged sixteen points, four assists, three and a half rebounds. Um, a guard, a lot of has a really nice size to him, six five, uh, about one eighty five guard. Um, Could play on or off the ball. Um, really likes to get up, and down to transition that. A really, It's going to make a really nice addition to the Chicago Bulls team because, you know, they've been searching for a point guard for the last, you know, three or so years. Chris Dunn hasn't really, you know, made the leap. He hasn't also hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, but, like, I really like uh, the Kobe White addition to the Chicago Bulls. I think he's a team that, you know, could be the point guard of the future. Um, I think he's a guy that likes to play with pace. Um, like I say, he likes to get up and down the court, um, really needs to improve his, um, overall shooting shot 33% from the, uh, three point range. Um, need also needs to cut down on turnovers too. He needs to be able to take care of the ball more, um, because he's playing next to guys like Zach Levine and Otto Porter. He doesn't have to b- have the ball in his hands as much. So, you know, he's able to roam around the court as an off-ball shooter. And I think I like that potential for the Chicago Bulls team. You know, definitely could be a lot better shooting shooting the ball um, heading into next season. Um, like I said, I really like Kobe White's addition to the Chicago Bulls team. I think he looked really good in Summer League, too. Uh, could he be a future star for the Chicago Bulls team? We'll, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see what he looks like against uh, the most, much tougher Competition, you know, in the Eastern and the Western Conference. Um, next, you have uh Thomas Sadaransky signing a um, two year deal with the Chicago Bulls, averaged 10 points, six, 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 six assists, four rebounds, played in 54 games, shot 48% from the field, and 40% from three point range. Um, he's gonna battle. Kobe White and Chris Dunn for that starting point guard role. Um, really versatile guard. He's also played the you know shooting guard and small forward. Uh, about six seven. That's a nice size to him. Um, could play owner off the ball. I like Thomas Satter. I feel like you could play Kobe White Satteranski, um, Zach exactly Levine together as a, a you know three guard combo. If the team wanted to go small with maybe you know Loring Marketing at the five in some games. Um but like I said, I really like Saturansky. You can play him in like multiple zip he's a multi dimensional guard who can play multiple positions. Uh like I say, he can handle the rock. Uh, I think he brings a nice dimension to this uh Chicago Bulls team which they lacked all season because he could play all these positions. Um doesn't have to be stuck in one spot um and be limited. Uh Next, we have uh, Thaddeus Young, who signed a three-year, $22 million deal. So, Chicago Bulls bought in a lot of, you know, reinforcements to try to make it back to the NBA playoffs. Um, Daddy, Thaddeus Young, um, the biggest bright spot for him, he's played in 81 games last season. So, he's a guy that you can really rely on, a uh, veteran, 31 years of age, heading into his, uh, I believe, his seventh NBA season, sixth or seventh NBA season. Um Brings a lot of front court scoring, brings veteran leadership. Um uh, I got averaged, average, you know, twelve points and six assists, six rebounds, uh for the for the uh Indiana Pacers last year. Um uh will probably play majority of his minutes off the bench. Um maybe he can uh challenge uh Somewhat for that starting power forward, or even starting center spot for the Chicago Bulls to, um, Chicago Bulls also signed, re-signed Ryan Archie Diacodo, um, the fourth year guard out of Villanova shot thirty seven percent from three point range, signed a three year nine million dollar deal with the team, um, guy that really likes to hustle. I think he's um, could possibly be a um, six man candidate if he was able to make that uh, much of a leap for the Chicago Bulls team. uh, Really like what Archie Diacono brings to the Chicago Bulls. uh, Brings a guy that does a little bit of everything. A guy that really likes to hustle, plays defense, he's gritty. Um, You really need that for the Chicago Bulls team. Um, You know, second half of the season, he averaged 12.6 rebounds and shot 52% from the field, so he's a guy that you can really rely on and a guy that could really help this, you know, Chicago Bulls team. They also re-signed Shaquille Harrison. You know, he's not really known for his offensive um, game. But even though he's not known for his offensive game, he did average 12, almost 13 points. And shot 45% from the field and 35% from three-point range. So Shaquille Harrison could also be another guy to look out for for the Chicago Bulls team. Uh, on the defensive side is where he really made you smart. You know, he finished sixth in the league in deflections and finished uh, 74% of his 50-50 balls on defense. So another guy who likes to um, get it after this reminds me of a bigger version of uh, David Nwamba. Um, I forget where uh, David Nwamba signed this last season, but he's no longer a member of the Chicago Bulls team. Uh, um, couple more guys to look out for for the Chicago Bulls team. Uh, Luke Cornette signed a two-year, uh, four point five billion dollar deal with this uh, Chicago Bulls team. Um uh, may spend most of his time in the G League though. He's gonna be playing behind um, Laurie Marketing, uh, Window Carter Jr., uh, possibly Daniel Gaffer who I'll get to in a minute. Um, did shoot thirty six percent from three point range. So he's a, a stretch big man who's may be able to give quality minutes here and there. Uh, if the injuries start to pile up again, uh, or the team isn't you know competing for much, maybe uh a, another lottery pick. Uh, hopefully that's not the case for the Chicago Bulls team. Um. I like what Luke Cornett brings to the team. Uh like I said, he's gonna spend most of his minutes in the G League just because he's playing in a loaded front court. So not too bad of a situation for uh Luke Cornett. So we'll just have to see what comes about from that. Uh last but not least, we have um Daniel Gafford um sophomore at a sophomore out of uh University of arkansas had a really nice showing in summer league uh average uh, um fourteen points, eight rebounds, almost three blocks per game and shot sixty eight percent from the field um uh, Daniel gaffer not really known for his three point range um thirty one percent from three point range uh maybe he does extend his range later on in his career maybe even later on in the season. Uh, should have to see what comes about from that. Um, but I like what Daniel Gafford uh brings for the Chicago Bulls team as a uh as a really nice big man off the bench. Um, I think he could be a real contributor for this team. Um, like I said, if injuries start to pile up. He probably won't play a ton of minutes. Maybe, possibly twenty to twenty five, maybe uh just because he's probably going to take on um uh, the more of the um I just think I just believe that Daniel Gafford could be a real contributor too for the Chicago Bulls team. So, a lot of young guys um for the Chicago Bulls team who who are moving into the um the rebuilding stages and trying to um uh, establish another an identity to try to become more competitive again. Um, uh, the the candidates facing the most pressure for the Chicago Bulls team. Number three, we have uh Nizel Valentin missed all of last season. Like I said, with that uh, that ankle surgery uh after having ankle uh, surgery, you know hasn't really had much of an impact since averaging. No, nineteen point five seven point eight assists, almost eight assists, almost uh seven rebounds as a senior at Michigan State. Um only average uh before last season only averaged five points and shot thirty five percent from the field, thirty five from three and seventy seven from the line. Um uh, did improve in his second season. He shot forty one percent from the field and thirty eight percent from three. Um valentine's going into his uh his fourth uh year uh country year for this uh, valentine could be he'd be on the trade block um come uh come december or come february uh it's really hard to say uh for one he'll have to stay healthy he'll have to keep improving and keep making leaps and he's also gonna be playing in a uh a backcourt. That's completely loaded coming in next season. So we'll just have to see what comes about. I think he's facing the most pressure out of all the the uh, players who play for the Chicago Bulls. So we'll see if he's up to the challenge. Number two, we have Otto Porter Jr. Um I don't think he's facing as much pressure as the other players, but because he's starting to become one of the, you know, the veterans in the league. And especially for this very young know, Chicago Bulls team, I think Otto Porter could be a real contributor. Again, uh like I said, last season, after being traded from the Washington Wizards, in 15 games, he averaged 17 points, 5 rebounds, almost 3 assists, shot 48% from the field, 48% from 3-point range. Um, I don't expect him to shoot 48% from 3-point range because he's not necessarily um, a sharpshooter, a guy that can, you know, He's a guy that you can – he can be reliable from three-point range, but he's not necessarily a guy who's going to make them all the time, if that makes any sense. Um, but I do like what Otto Porter Jr. brings to the Chicago Bulls team. So if the team is able to, you know, could – if they're able to compete for a playoff team, uh, for a playoff seed next season, Otto Porter Jr., has it become the uh number one or number two option for this team to have any success? Um, coming in at number one, uh, Chris Dunn, um, Chris Dunn hasn't really made the leap since averaging, you know, thirteen points, six six rebounds, and two steals, while shooting forty two percent from the field, thirty two for three, and seventy three percent from the free throw line. Um. Has been bitten by the injury bug. He's only you know only played in ninety eight games in the first two seasons, um, so he's missed a lot of time. Um, ultimately, Jim Boylan likes him as the starting point guard to start the season, but I don't I don't believe that'll be the case. I think he's behind um, Thomas Sadoransky, who's probably going to be the starting point guard on opening night, um, unless you know Kobe White uh, just outplays him in training camp. We'll have to see what comes comes about from that situation. Um, like I said, Chris Dunn is probably playing them high. Thomas Sadareski, Kobe White, um, Zach Levine. Uh a lot of competition for that guard spot. Uh, even they're gonna even have Denzel Valentine back uh next season. So very loaded backcourt coming in next season for the Chicago Bulls team. Um could Chris Dunn be traded? I think the best situ- uh scenario for Chris Dunn is to be traded to a to a different team and get a fresh start. Because because he's playing in such a loaded backcourt, uh chemistry issues can come into a this this uh this type of situation. Um he may not fit within the new uh op- uh the offense because you have so many new players who had, a, you know, get familiar with each other, and, you know, build that chemistry. Um, I think Chris Dunn just needs a fresh start. Um, maybe he get moves to uh, maybe the Phoenix Suns, maybe the, the uh, Orlando Magic. Uh, maybe he uh, joins a playoff team. Um, looking for a backup point guard. Um, like I said, I, I like Chris Dunn. I do. But the main thing... For him to keep getting better is to stay healthy, uh, along with the rest of the Chicago Bulls. Um. Oh, uh, what do I have them finishing next season? Um. I don't think they got a lot better. Uh, I think they could be between thirty-seven and. Possibly forty wins. Um last year's A C, the Detroit Pistons, finished with forty um forty one wins. So it's really hard to say if the Chicago Bulls are competing for a playoff spot. They may be another year away, maybe even two. Um I think they can be in that um eight to eleven range. So thirty seven to forty wins and eight to eleven range. It it just all depends. Like I said, if they're healthy, maybe they get in the playoffs as the HC. It just depends. Like I said, they're competing with uh the Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, uh possibly even the um the Orlando Magic. Maybe even the Indiana Pacers. It just depends. Um health goes a long way, not just for the Chicago Bulls, but for every team. Uh, you know competed for the playoffs next season and competed for the you know the ultimate NBA championship so we we'll just have to see what the future holds for the Chicago Bulls team. Um tomorrow I'll be discussing the latest on FIBA World Cup play uh any news that comes about from the NBA Um We'll also be discussing um the Cleveland Cavaliers does a new coach bring a different situation to, uh, to a team looking to, um, like I said, establish an identity just to like the Chicago Bulls. Um, how far are they away from the playoffs? Does this one big name get traded? Um, we'll have to just uh, – I'll be getting into a lot. going I'll be discussing the whole um, shebang with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So – Tune in. This has been Season 1, Episode 14 of K. Willing to Say. Peace, everybody.